Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com Managing Editor. It is March 27, 2018. This is the Fightful.com post-Smackdown podcast brought to you by LivingSharp.com and WartimeX. Head over to LivingSharp.com and be sure to check out our friends over at WartimeX and play their mobile game either on Facebook or in the App Store we got plenty to talk about tonight. SmackDown Live, we're going to talk about New Japan, Strong Style Evolved. Jeff was in the house. If you all missed it, I have match ratings and I have a post-show podcast for Strong Style Evolved on Fightful.com right now, uh, FightfulWrestling.com. Pretty easy to find it. You go over there, you click the podcast tabs. But that's not that's not the only plug I have. we got alternate commentary for the WrestleMania 2000 Hardcore Battle Royal on fightful.com that was a blast i appreciate all the the great reception on that anna joined me for that one we have the april 2018 through march 2019 wwe touring schedule christopher harrington got a hold of that exclusively for fightful.com so go check that out and then actually i'll go ahead and introduce jeff hawkins here here's jeff hi how are you Today, I would just Jeff, like to, oh, oh, oh. you have an intro. Okay, go ahead. Today, <laughs> Ronda Rousey claimed that she was not capable of time travel. No, no, she's not. Um, Alex Palowski thinks that maybe she is, and she's a part of Skynet. And you all can read about it at FightfulWrestling.com. I am. I. I will also confirm. I am not a time traveler. I did play time pilot a few times in my youth, but I, I am not a time traveler. I was a time splitters guy, and hey, whether it's the tag team or the PlayStation Two game, I'm all about it. By the way, the sneakiest, the sneakiest, best running, just short sketch in SNL to me. Time traveling Scott Joplin talks about women's tennis. It's so just absolutely absurd. I loved it. Make sure you all check out all the goodies over at Fightful.com. We got plenty match ratings after every show, including Strong Style Evolved. 
and we have a full weekend of WrestleMania content for you. I'm going to unleash just a, a bunch of exclusives, a bunch of columns, all kinds of cool stuff for that weekend. You know we're there Saturday night like two or three different times, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's all coming at you, and we'll have more details on this Fightful Premium service coming very, very soon. But we got SmackDown Live to talk about tonight. But before we get into that, Charlotte misses tonight's Mixed Match Challenge because WWE may have booked themselves into a corner? Or do you you think that it's because she's really injured? I know that she's not there, so there's that. Um, I am of the opinion that I don't care because I think this is fortuitous either way. Um, If it's real and it's not major, great. But it keeps her off TV, especially after blowing it last week. It keeps them from doing a 50-50 angle, which was my fear. And it gives them an out if they want to do it instead of the Charlotte's on a losing streak gimmick. Charlotte is injured gimmick going up against Asuka. And it gives them an out, which I think is kind of lame. It's not optimal, as I, as I tweeted, um, but it's better than it was. And I, I still think you want both people as strong as possible coming into this match. And, and killing it, but instead they're going to go this route. If they're going to go this route, I'd much rather not have Charlotte going 50-50 going into it. I would agree. I want it to be something uh, very special. Also announced <laughs> this week, Shane McMahon dealing with diverticulitis. No bueno. That's rough. I've dealt you, with it. It's, it's you catch it's... that from falling out of a helicopter? <laughs> No, but but you can from eating too much protein and not enough fiber. So yep. <laughs> he's obviously uh, I'm in training. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, and you don't want to catch it in a uh, in a foreign country either. That, that's the other thing. I don't want to catch any disease in a foreign country. I just don't. I would agree. I would agree. But uh, he apparently is good to go for WrestleMania. But let's go ahead and get in a SmackDown live. If you all saw on Twitter. Leaking out a script or two here and there. You all can check it out. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, one of those involved Rusev teaming with Jinder Mahal. And this would have ramifications for WrestleMania. Sunil Singh comes out heavily bandaged and Jinder says that he can't wrestle. Jinder recruited a replacement, however. Rusev, his former tag team partner. I like this. It made sense for Jinder to go there. He knows Rusev. They're buddies. Why not? Yeah, but you're connecting those dots. They didn't. That's my That's problem true. with this. That we can do this all day. I love doing this type of thing. Well, well yes, and that it makes sense because oh, Jinder and Rusev, but they had the breakup long. They never buy into this continuity, which is one of the reasons I hated this first hour. I loved the second hour. Did not care for the first hour at all because it didn't re- reward you with being intelligent at all. The, the, especially this tag match. I'm just like. Until at, until the vignette after the match, which I loved, I, I I was waiting for someone to bring up. Oh, you know that they've teamed before, right? You know, just somebody, somebody, just bring it up so that you reward continuity. That's all I wanted here. That's all you have to do. It, Paul Heyman last night rewarded continuity, as Alex pointed out on that show. He said, "Okay, maybe I." Like, he insinuated that he hired these guys to look to dress up as U.S. Marshals. That's all you need sometimes. 
Mm -hmm. You just need a little something. And Daniel Bryan used to be really, really good at that on Talking Smack when there would be some sort of uh, logic hole or just a, a flaw in the writing. He would just plug that hole with one little comment, one thing. And that's sometimes it's all it takes. Yeah. yeah all you need to do basically to make anything compelling is tell us why we're watching this right now, why it matters and how it ties into what we've seen before. Czar in our chat says that Tom Phillips brought it up, but often I don't listen to Tom Phillips. That's okay. why. Well, Jeff Hawkins... then. I, I, I was, I was listening hard and I didn't hear it. Well, Kyler, right. Kyler said that uh, he did as well. So, Hey, okay. I mean, I'm admitted in that I try to avoid WDB commentary because it never offers anything. All right. But... I'll, I'll reposition it. They should have made a bigger deal of it. How about there that? Go. There we go. They have the balls to carry this match through two commercial breaks. Um, takes a set of stones to book that on this show. Mm-hmm. Solid tag team work from the three people that most people don't care about. Well, I'll say this. Live crowds care about Randy Orton. He's always over in the arena. Uh, Rusev replaced Sunil, obviously. Things devolve, and Randy Orton ends up hitting an RKO on his own partner. Rusev capitalizes and cracks Randy Orton in the face with a kick, gets the victory. And I put in my notes that he should absolutely be added to the United States Championship match, he being Rusev. Uh, Backstage, Rusev tells Jinder Mahal that he's going to get himself added to it after Jinder Mahal says, I'll get you a ticket. I'll get you a ticket. What is it with this roster? insinuating that either themselves or other members of the roster can only go there as a fan. There's a battle royal. Everybody gets in it. Everybody knows that everybody gets in it. <laughs> Shaq got in it. Let, let me let me bring something else up. Um, there is no reason for Randy Orton to blow up an entire match by RKOing his tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Why can't these people be professionals and, and get along? Look, Sean Ross Sapp and I, we're nasty to each other when these cameras go off all the time. We say the worst things about each other, and most of them are deserved towards Sean. But when it comes time to come together and do a show and be a cohesive unit for the win, for the money, your boys are going to get the win. You don't all get right? to say that. You don't get to say that. <laughs> I do get to. I'll, I'm co-opting all your bits tonight. It's not your thing. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. We, you know, we're a team. So, yeah, that, that's the only part. I'm just going, okay, you know, how come tag team partners always have things blow up at just, oh, the moment of truth right here in this match. Yeah. Oh, now it's going to happen. It, it's so, it's it's fine. I it, But the root, I loved Rusev in this backstage segment. He had the excitement of a child on Christmas Day. Yes. It was so great. And he's so great with that kind of knowing comedy type of thing where where really it's good. just he he's his timing is so impeccable and and uh I, you know what <laughs> this match is still gonna be a slog even with rusev on it but i want aiden english on a tank singing on the way to the ring that's all i want yeah as for the united states championship match thumbs way up adding rusev to this match because who was that crowd going to be into? Maybe Bobby because of the glorious deal. But now you're going to get Rusev Day chance heavily in that match. The crowd would be in it just for an RKO because that's what they want to see. They want to pop for the RKO. But Whoa, yeah, like, Rusev, if they don't belt Rusev, I'd be worried. Yeah. Like I say uh, or said earlier, 
live Orton always seems over. Like I'll go there, I'll go to shows live, and man, he always gets these reactions, and it's puzzling because it doesn't translate through the television screen. But whatever. Becky Lynch defeated Ruby Riot. Lynch runs circles around a ponytailed Ruby Riot. We haven't seen that in a while. Riot takes a powder outside of the ring. Riot gains an advantage, but Lynch fights from underneath as she usually does. Logan distracts her, and Riot hits the head scissors into the turnbuckle. The ref picks up on Ruby Riot using the ropes to pin. I like this. I hate burying the refs, especially in the first like 30, 40 minutes of a wrestling show. So I'm glad that this happened. Uh, but Becky pins Riot after running her into Liv Morgan. We get a predictable attack after the match, but Lynch chucks them all over the top rope because... Why, Jeff? Uh, because there's a uh, there's because a battle royal. Because they didn't royal. give her their 30% of the booking fee for the night. <laughs> you know, but I, I will I will commend them for this. I think, uh, I think commentary was really good putting over Ruby Riot. And her yeah, improvement there. I, I thought that was good. And I, I agree with you. That, that was the one other note I had about the ref spot. I like when they show competency in officiating as opposed to, oh, the ref missed it. It's a controversial blah, blah, blah. No, I, 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 love, I, I know Vince McMahon hates his referees having personality. It used to mm-hmm. not be a thing of his, but now he doesn't even want them named. Like you, you won't hear Mike Chioda named on WWE TV these days even though he's been there for what, 20 years, I would love for like just some refs to have the reputation of like Steve Mazzagatti in the UFC. Yeah. He was so okay. bad, so <laughs> bad. But then you get that one guy and he's no nonsense. Uh, I think that's, it's happened in new Japan, but almost to a fault. Cause like, I hate red shoes. I think he's a miserable referee. Mm. Uh, I didn't like Nick Patrick's refing. I thought his count was bad. Uh, Here, here's the problem. The problem with that is it would work in a, it would work in a territory where there was those types of that type of subtlety it, in, in WWE, if they did that, it'd be the referees as another character on screen, and then the ref wouldn't have to come out and cut a promo and, and things like that. And I just – I don't trust them with that kind of story. It, it, it's a, it would be a cool story to tell, or at least it would add some seasoning to matches. You know, if, you know, the new ref was making mistakes that a rookie ref might make, and maybe there's yeah. a – maybe Charles Robinson is just jaded and over with it. So he's why I mean like why why wouldn't, Ruby, <laughs> why wouldn't Ruby Riot say, Hey, I only lost because that guy loves your dad to Charlotte? Like yeah. why wouldn't she be able to use that as an excuse, even if it wasn't a real excuse? She could just use that. She should be like, That man owns some of your father's hair. Like he bought some of it. What the hell? <laughs> I, no, I understand. I understand the theory. I just don't think it would work in practice. Sure, sure. Daniel Bryan gets a great ovation. He makes a challenge to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for WrestleMania. If they can beat he and Shane McMahon, they will be reinstated to SmackDown Live. Bryan wants to give Owens and Zayn a fair opportunity because SmackDown Live is the land of opportunity. And 15 years ago, they gave him places to stay and vice versa. He says that he is sick of wearing blazers or cardigans or whatever the hell it is that he's wearing and wants to kick Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' ass at WrestleMania. Just the passion that shines through when Daniel Bryan is talking right now is whether he stumbles or not, it ends up being good. 
And that, that's we got more realism out of this. Oh, I I stood up after that one and paced a bit. I loved that promo so much. That was a, uh, by the way, I believe that was a button-up cardigan he was wearing. Um, I am not a fashion guy, though, by, by any means. Um, no, this, uh, up until that promo tonight, I thought the best thing that, because I do this thing on, on, on the other show where it's like, what's the best thing you saw or what's your favorite thing you saw in WWE this week? And it was going to be the Stephanie Hunter video. This that was good. Thing, this thing was spectacular. I I love real emotion, Daniel Bryan. I don't care that he stumbled on, uh, tripped over, I'm going to kick your ass, because it felt real when he said, I'm going to kick your ass. I loved that he set all that up with his real backstory and the real camaraderie that they shared on the road, and he was crashing with them all that time. But you know what? I'm still going to kick your ass for beating me up last week. Loved it. Loved everything about this promo. Shane McMahon has been discharged from the hospital. I think we can confirm that he's tougher than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he overcame diverticulitis. His striking's probably better. Oh, let's let's not you can ask Jericho about that if if, uh, ah. if Shane's uh, Shane's striking is better. Um, no, 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 no. Well, I'll tell you this: Shane trains with Phil Nurse. Stephanie McMahon trains with Seth Petrozelli. That's all you need to know for you MMA fans. Not that there's anything wrong with Seth Petrozelli, but different different levels. <clears throat> Whose cardio do you think is worse? If they had a contest to see which man would turn purple in the ring first, which oh, Brock. Brock is turning purple every day of the week. Um, I think that well, I mean, sometimes Shane His cardio is better, but he'll change his cardio is better, but he'll change color first. That's true. It's a good point. Like, Owens and Zane agree to this challenge on Twitter. We're going to make our full WrestleMania predictions next week, but I kind of want to already get your get the feel of things. We know there's a superstar shakeup coming up because that's otherwise Cesaro and Sheamus aren't bringing it up. How does that play into Owens and Zayn, or does it? I think it might. Um, it, it's weird because I saw so many. <laughs> the internet is full of great booking ideas that that. Uh, that will never come to pass, unfortunately. And I, I was still buying that Shane was going to be out of this match, so Daniel Bryan might need a partner. And I absolutely loved the idea of Johnny Gargano doing oh. that. It was such a great out-of-the-box thought that I had never come up with. But if they did like a video promo next week for it, it would be great. But since that's not happening, um, I have this bad feeling that one of the uh, people turns heel in terms of Shane or Daniel Bryan. Oh, I would love for it to to just turn into a three on one ass kicking of Shane McMahon to give to give uh, to get uh, Owens and and Zayn reinstated. But I could always see them being creative with masked gimmicks. Possibly that would be fun. I could see one going to Raw and one kind of trying to get his job back in the aftermath. Probably Zayn, since I think Kevin Owens would probably be headed to Raw over over Sami Zayn, but. Uh, I, there, there's a lot of different ways you can go with this, and I think the shakeup could play into it, but I don't think it will. Well, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have went the extra mile, at least on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love Owens it. changed and sacrificed his blue check mark to change his name to back to uh, was it Killstein Kill? Uh, I believe so. And El Generico tweeted for the first time in years, and I, I get it, guys. You're gonna send me a dozen comments. Well, that's not Sami Zayn. <laughs> I get it. But 
kind of cool that they they went the extra mile and did that for this angle. Oh yeah, no, I I, I always appreciate that extra step for uh, for detail. Yeah, and and the <laughs> the generico thing got pretty significant buzz, and Ring of Honor even replied to his tweet with the the side eye look. Isn't Pro Wrestling Tees also in on this because they're having a sale on uh, on on El Generico T-shirts for like Make four days? Make that money, guys! Make you that bet. money. Yeah. Hey, our viewers can go to Pro Wrestling Tees right now <laughs> if they want to point at the sign. They can point at the sign. You can buy a shirt that has the sign Fightful Mania. How about you have opinionated wrongfully or the classic Fightful Tee? Get the soft style, guys. Do yourself a favor. Smooth as butter. Smooth as butter. <laughs> New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. New Day cut a promo about the Bludgeon Brothers making their road to WrestleMania a little bit foggier. Rowan in this match lands a pretty cool pump handle backbreaker on Woods, then yanks Biggie off the apron and attacks Kofi. One thing I can always appreciate about Eric Rowan is he's always looking to add to his offensive arsenal, and that I can appreciate because he was the less of the three guys initially when he came in. And these days, call me crazy, I'd, I'd rather see Eric Rowan in the ring than Bray Wyatt. Am, am I insane to think that? No, I thought you were going to go the other way and say you'd rather see him other than Luke Harper. And I was gonna nah, say, not, not that, you're not that far. But yeah, I'd rather watch him wrestle than, than Bray Wyatt at this point. In the ring, Harper kills Woods with a big boot. Love that. It that was, was shade. That was shades of the barbarian right there with that thrust kick to the right. Face. And that's my wheelhouse right there. I, I am a barbarian apologist. I will watch any him and Haku in any kind of match. Mm-hmm. I'm all over that man. Rowan grabs the mallet, but the Usos come out and attack him. Bludgeon Brothers reemerge with their damn hammers and start swinging them. We are going to get Bludgeon Brothers New Day and Usos in a triple threat tag team title match at WrestleMania. This set the stage for that. They still haven't beaten the Bludgeon Brothers, so I'm cool with that. Yeah, it was just to set the table. I'm cool with that. I just I didn't like the uh, the breakdown between the New Day and and the Usos because it didn't make sense. It, it, either the match matters or your lives matter. It, it's one of the two things. And I I just I, I didn't buy I, it's it that part felt a bit contrived. But eventually they got on the same page when giant rubber mallets were brought out. <laughs> as well it should be because you know gang fights require you know that kind of thing Dolph Ziggler defeated Tyler Breeze this was a waste of my time oh man Fandango ran laps around the ring while Ziggler like kind of chased him or something I don't know as much as I hate Mickey James's flappy pants I don't like Tyler Breeze's tassels even more <laughs> because in addition to them being tassels, they're like feathered. Like I can't see what's happening. Zigzag, it's over. Ziggler super kicks Fandango. Battle Royal fodder. As the foremost defender of unrepentant stupidity, I hated this. <laughs> um, the, you know, I, from what I was told, I believe when Brody started using these types of tassels, it was to cover up the fact that he had small calves. Mm-hmm. Um when Tyler Breeze wears them, I keep thinking he he ended up running through a car wash and stealing, yeah. you know, all these things away from it. That's what they um, looked like. I was trying to get it in my mind what those looked like. That's <laughs> what they were. Yeah, I kind of. Um, I did not appreciate 
Fandango's uh, antics uh, tonight. I just thought they were way too uh, out of the bounds of what I can tolerate for a for a genuine squash match. And 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 what made it worse was Byron Saxton being an apologist. And I and- love I love Byron Saxton. I think he's funny at times. This 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 just insulted my intelligence in some so many ways. Like he's got cramps. Have some mercy. I go good. As soon as Dolph Ziggler super kicked Fandango, I go. I agree with Ziggler on that one. He should have been super kicked for that. Considering that moments before this, we had a team try to murder other teams with exactly. hammers. I'm like, come on. <laughs> now is not the time for this. Okay, yeah. now is not the time for your wacky haha segment necessarily as a buffer. Well, I was rather excited for Shinsuke Nakamura versus Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, before I got into uh, wrestling coverage, and I kind of abandoned favorite wrestlers in that regard, he was my favorite wrestler to watch. Uh, I I looked back, and I loved like when Triple H, he beat Triple H. Loved that. I loved his association with Kurt Angle, uh, the Chris Jericho match. Uh, The Shawn Michaels match is top three on Raw of all time for me. But uh, one of them that was underrated for me was a television program he had with The Undertaker, where The Undertaker had some sort of feud going on. And Shelton Benjamin was basically his his television program until that happened. So Shelton would come out there, lose every week. But this was during the gold standard days. Every time Benjamin gets in there with a main event guy, something exciting happens. And... uh, I'm not going to put over this match too much because it was okay, but I want to see more of Shelton Benjamin in this type of role because I think that he and Chad Gable can put on matches just out of the blue in singles capacities or tag capacities that can make you be like, oh, I definitely don't regret watching SmackDown tonight. And that's not something that I have said very often over the last year. Either way. Shin, go ahead. G1 Climax circa 2012, 2013, a little chaos versus Suzuki goon here. Come on. No, I, I, uh, I loved this for what it was. I, I, I did. I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not a tag match next week. I'm hoping it's AJ versus Gable. I would. Oh, please, boy. please give me that. Please, I've said this before on the show, but Gable versus Simon Gotch in, in chain wrestling. It was one of the coolest things I've seen in the ring. Mm-hmm. They just they just went at it, and it, it was a lot of fun. So I, I want to see Gable do some special things. Shinsuke Nakamura is seen backstage approaching AJ Styles. He wants AJ Styles at his best at WrestleMania, and Styles agrees to help fend off Gable tonight in the match. We get a dumb text screen phone promo for Gable and Benjamin. I still really don't like these. Didn't like the text, liked the content of the promo, though. If he could cut a promo like that 13 years ago, they, WWE might have went a different direction with Shelton Benjamin. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, I, I still think he is owed something for the amount of sacrifice he put in those la- Money in the Bank matches. And his rather <laughs> unreasonable firing in 2010. Yeah. That was weird. But... um. <laughs> I will say that one of my favorite segments in Raw history is the are you ready for some wrestling thing with him, Trish Stratus, and Vince McMahon with the broken nose after the Pistons uh, Pacers brawl. Do you remember that? Because I I remember there were people from like the NFL and WWE that were like, it would kind of take shots at wrestling and some executives, I don't know if it was executives, but TV companies, they would liken it to pro wrestling. We don't want to be pro wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon took a little bit of exception to that. That is worth going out of your way to see for uh, younger viewers who may not even know what I'm talking about. It was a great uh, parody of our boy, legendary Cincinnati Bengal, Terrell Owens. Yeah, be careful about uh, Googling Vince, Trish, and Shelton uh, segments. There's one that I don't particularly care for. Really? <laughs> I, I never cared for the uh, sexual innuendo thing. Oh, I thought it was good. Okay. To each their own. We're talking about the backstage locker room one, yeah? hmm Yeah, I loved that one. I thought it was funny. Okay. After a few minutes and a commercial break of, like, just starting off some chain wrestling, Nakamura pieces together a good combo in his corner knees. Benjamin follows with uh, a knee in the corner of his own and a Northern Light suplex. Gable gets yanked off the apron by Styles. Nakamura counters pay dirt with an arm bar into a triangle. Shelton turns it into a half crab. Then Nakamura goes back into the triangle. And then Nakamura wins with a couple of Kinshasas. Pretty good for the short match that it was. Would love to see a longer one, but... You don't get a lot of long television matches out of Shinsuke Nakamura. They know what they're doing with him, and they don't. You don't see a whole lot of like twenty-minute SmackDown live matches with a Nakamura. Yeah, and I, th- I, you know, as much as I liked um, Shelton here, and I thought they did him well, especially for the amount of time that he gets on TV these days. I mean, he he got to represent himself quite well. I would have, I my preference is I need some stakes here to let me think that Shelton might win in some ways. And I, I didn't get that, but overall I liked this, but I'd love to see a 15 minute t- give them as much time as that opening tag match and, and let them work something. I think it'd be great. To me, I was like, man, you could have eliminated that Ziggler breeze match. Mm-hmm. You could have eliminated that. You didn't need that. Whatever. No one cares also, about anybody in, the, in this battle royal. Yeah, or you could have taken five minutes off of that friggin' tag team match to, to start things. Nakamura takes to the mic and says that he appreciates Styles being there at ringside, but he only brought AJ there so he could see how he's going to lose at WrestleMania. Once again, Nakamura outsmarts AJ Styles, and I'm behind that. Because AJ Styles is the kind of guy who... As I mentioned before, even if he's a baby face, you can see the heelish frustration on his face and in his actions and his mannerisms, and he's getting there. Like Nakamura is just trolling him to the point of no return, and and we, we see it here. Styles says that it's a dream match, and here's the one thing I don't understand. He's like, oh, we're going to tear the house down at WrestleMania. I'm like, shouldn't you want to beat him in three seconds? Mm-hmm. I, I never liked that. I don't like Don Callis. We're going to steal the show. I, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Callis talking about star ratings in the middle of the match. Like you, you should want like dud every time you should want quick knockout pin inside wrestling. Oh, well Nakamura calls styles too emotional. Gable and Benjamin attack styles and Nakamura teases hitting a knee to the face, but stops short and opts to taunt styles instead. What did you think of all this post-match? stuffs this was fantastic this is nakamura as he should be presented i'd said this originally to use a character archetype from movies he should be a dandy from the old west the guy who plays kind of mind games and 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 kind of is all you know he's a little weird he's a little eccentric but really he's a killer i i absolutely loved this and and as much as aj is starting to go into his 
heelish tendencies. Nakamura's Nakamura's um, mind games plays so well into his flamboyant. I almost said flamboyantness, and that's <laughs> not a word, but but you know what I mean. His, his kind of um, uh, style in in terms of in terms of yes, if I'm flamboyant and I'm playing mind games with you, this is how I should be acting. It it makes so much sense. I absolutely loved the, not going through. As soon as he went back for, it, I go, guy, I hope he doesn't hit the knee. I hope he just stops and laughs at him. And when he did, I I was so happy, Sean. I I loved that. That was that was pitch perfect for this feud. A question in the chat. I like Nakamura, but he's, he had a match that's lived up to his debut versus Sammy. No, not in my opinion. I thought it peaked there for him in WWE so far. He I'm sure close. WrestleMania will. He came close. I'm trying to remember which one on the SmackDown roster it was, but no, he hasn't. I as well. I, I like this. They're, you're limited in what you can do with Nakamura from a verbal perspective, but I think they've handled this pretty well. And th- there's going to be a lot of people that think it's stupid because he says the same thing every week. That's oh him, well, him when they originally skin when they originally started this, I I I'm on record. You can go back and say the only thing he should be saying is knee to face. Yep, and it will work. And this is close, but it but it plays upon that, and it it plays upon other positives. They are highlighting the positives of Nakamura. Yeah. Do not shade this because it's not your normal WWE build. They are protecting Nakamura here. They're making him look good. They're not making him look foolish by trying to do you know, what they did with Asuka that first week where they had her monologue for a while. Yeah. Shinsuke should not be monologuing. He, he should well, say short phrases and, and just, just project uh badassness. That's all he needs to do. And, and Nakamura and Asuka are special in that sense and that they do project that and they have that special type of charisma where you can't put a manager on them. Meanwhile, you have a WWE Universal Champion who never talks. Never talks. So the idea that you have to be a great promo to make it as a top guy in WWE, that's not the case. You just have to be good enough or uh, be enough of an attraction for Vince McMahon to get over his weird hurdle of not wanting managers. That's that's really it. But Nakamura and Asuka, they can't have a manager. They've they they just, it wouldn't seem right because they just exude what they exude. You you could, um, but it would have to be kind of a Gary Hart type, where you know it's, it's just kind of playing the straight man, and then you let the person go off and do what they do, as opposed to a more. Uh, not that Gary Hart isn't charismatic, but he's not over the top charismatic like a Jim Cornette or a Pauly Dangerously or someone like that. He's not a caricature type of manager he's 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 an understated but he's serious and here's my find here's my charge from from japan yeah asuka just asuka projects everything right up until the moment she talks and then it's just and then it's and then she's kind of as i was saying before kind of a little bit buffoonish in the uh she's playing to the back of the audience you know with the big emotions and the over enunciating and it kills her uh it kills her aura and that eyes. being said, if Vince McMahon were to give in and be like, okay, let's get those guys a manager, you know what it'd be. Where the hell's Mr. Fuji? Yeah. What do you something. mean he died? Like this. <laughs> Where's that Sakamoto guy, pal? Jeez. Oh, yeah, no, they're they're not into those types of managers. They're into uh valets and uh associates and things like that. 
How long before they'd have Nakamura choppy chopping someone's pee pee off? Look, just hire Stokely Hathaway. God, <laughs> I wish. I wish. That would be uh, fantastic. That was SmackDown Live. We got a couple of other stories on Fightful.com I want to talk about. <laughs> so it was pointed out to me by Andrew Thompson today that the domain name, www.impactwrestling.ca, since it's based out of Canada, goes to the Hardy Boys WWE shop <laughs> site when you type it in. I did reach out for comment. The Hardys are not responsible for this, although they would love to be able to claim responsibility for it. Uh, whoever did that, well played. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably someone just kind of uh, waiting for the domain to expire on that first day and to do it. I like it. Road Dog is going to induct Jeff Jarrett into the Hall of Fame. It had to be him. It wasn't going to be anybody else. And they've got to do with my baby tonight. I mean, Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard have led a resurgence of that song. That has to be performed. The only reason I thought that maybe it wouldn't be Road Dogg inducting it is inducting Jeff Jarrett in because, is because I thought that maybe Jarrett would perform the song at the end of his speech and then like maybe a curtain falls and you see Road Dogg back there singing it for him or something like that. But we're getting that performance. I don't know if we are. I think we are. Um, I know I know that they probably want it, mm-hmm. but I I view I view Jared's speech as probably not as probably a little bit more serious in terms of his rehab and just getting out. And I don't know if that would fit tonally with his speech. That's that's the problem with this. That's that's my only kind of pushback against oh, the fun and frivolity and being an entertainer or whatever. If he's giving a serious speech about his struggles with alcohol and drugs and how you know the wwe helped him and you know he's been in this business for so long and it's one of those you know very solemn speeches and then you know and then to try and do that kind of shift into and now i'm gonna sing my country hit you know i i just don't know you bring him back up okay you leave the send the crowd home hillbilly Hillbilly jim is there for for the fun and frivolity i don't know if jeff jarrett is necessarily yeah but i mean good god look ddp sent you on a roller coaster on his you you give those and then you then you leave them on a high note okay oh by the way i mean i'm looking for something really good i i legitimately thought that i think it was 2015 when karen jarrett and jeff jarrett came back to tna I thought that was maybe promo of the year in wrestling. I thought that was a badass promo they cut in that ring. Uh, Karen Jarrett, especially, she was on fire. She, she was no- she was underrated in that last run. With, oh with boy, she was great in that spot when they were getting the the GFW stuffs. So strong style evolved happened on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You were there. I was there. It was a very, very fun time. Very, very long show with no intermission. It needed an intermission, in my opinion. I know people rail against that sometimes, but uh, especially to have a 30-minute Jay White Hangman Page match in between two hot matches. Hangman tried. Well, no, no. The match itself was, was fine. It's just you needed a break to then you know, kind of regroup. Everybody sits down. Now we're going to watch these last three matches. And that's all. I thought the show show was largely forgettable until that all time classic main event. Um, I would say that the live crowd though, made it something. And especially, 
Look, it was it was what I wanted to see most of all was, of course, the Yano Chucky T team. I never expected Toru Yano to be that over with that many people. I thought it was going to be a bunch of, uh, for lack of a better term, work rate geeks. But everybody was into that into Yano shtick, and I I couldn't have been happier. I, I love that. Um, yeah, and I heard uh, I heard there were some issues with commentary from oh, time to time. Boy. I haven't watched it, um, but and with camera work from time to time and. This is my argument, my pushback against, I don't do star ratings. I never have. I, I mostly, I like the match. Meh. Didn't like the match. That's, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm like that, but, um, them missing Kota Bushi's, uh, some of his slip ups. That's why I could never argue for it being a five-star match. I, 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 I was watching there live and I saw yes him him stinking up the joint for a few minutes and then getting it back finally but uh on tv i really only saw one of those and that was the the moonsault that ended up swelling up kenny omega's eye because he cracked heads with ibushi other than that we didn't see like really anything of that that nature so it was like a gift and a curse because it missed so (laughs) much stuff it didn't miss that much but but there was like a five there was like a two to three minute spell there where, where we were all it was the crowd was worried. Oh, is Coda going to be like this the rest of the match? Because mm-hmm. it was great. And then we were watching that and going, uh Oh, are they going to oh. get back? And then they had their finishing run, you know, with the table spot. And then it was great. I saw the live, some of the live footage. And I was like, damn, it didn't come across like that on TV. Yeah. So like I said, a gift and a curse. I loved the match. I thought it was one of the best. Okay. On television, one of the better uh, tag team matches I've seen in, the last few decades, to be honest with you, or on TV in a while. Yeah, it was great live. Um, Cody Rhodes has really become something on this run with, with, and, and being the elite has helped him so the, the, tremendously. The man has been a genius from like the week before he left WWE. He was mm-hmm. smart about it all. He was selective of certain things. Uh, he put out the list that was crucial. And then when that list was completed, he was like, all right, it's time for me to be a dick. And this setup was much better than the first Long Beach show. The the venue was was a little bit better. Pretty. It wasn't it wasn't uh I mean in terms of the interior, it wasn't run like like clockwork necessarily, but uh but the setup, the the Titan Tron, um having having seats that are on risers, you know, because it's a basketball arena was far better than having everybody on the floor so everybody could see. Um yeah, no, it was it was just a it was a really really fun day, and I'm I'm thinking about traveling up to the Cow Palace for that show. So, um, the only thing I didn't like about the venue was they had the big bright light shined into the camera. That that's a bummer because it doesn't oh. look good on TV. Well, if you if you thought that was bad, PWG on Friday night uh, they oh, ran really? the globe downtown. Yeah. And uh, friends of mine were sitting there and they didn't exactly uh, it's a new venue and they're trying to really spruce it up. But the, some people had floodlights in their face Ooh. the entire night. And it's just like, <laughs> you think they run like, there again? I think they run there for Bola. Really? I think it's, I think it's a special attraction thing. Um, I, I think there are other reasons why they also ran the globe. Um, particularly because New Japan was in town that weekend. Um, I, I'll ask you, do you think that they switch Bola from the, the planned weekend because of All In? 
Um, they have to. I thought they already announced that. Um, I, I wasn't. I, hey, I it's just, not Labor. It's this is the first time it's not Labor Day. Weekend. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Or not it's the funny. first time, but but the first time in a while. It's least. funny. I when I had my wedding, I had I had it on Labor Day weekend, and we had it on Sunday because you know I got a lot of friends that are involved in wrestling. That's a big wrestling mm-hmm. weekend for them. That's a that's a big booking weekend. And when we planned it, I was like, God, I can't, I can't take their Friday and Saturday from them. Like that's, that's a big one. And there were some that were like, Damn, you're taking my Sunday from me, even. But uh, yeah, that's that's a little bit underrated. A lot of people don't realize that that's that's one of the bigger wrestling weekends. But Cody, um, yeah, I've enjoyed the way that he has handled things. My only, as a guy who runs a wrestling website, my only issue is a couple of years ago he was saying how disgusting mainstream media is now. Wait and see who gets the interviews for the All In show. Just, just keep yeah. your eyes on that, guys. <laughs> keep your eyes on because I guarantee you this Fightful dot is probably we're probably getting Hangman Page again. He'll talk to us, but they'll they'll get Rolling Stone and Sports Illustrated and stuff like that for the like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody. And hey, if that's what they they're going to do, they know that all the other sites will pick that up. It's it's a very WWE ish thing, but uh, yeah, that's that's the only thing in, in the indie run that struck me as like, eh. But that's me working this job personally. A regular dude on the street doesn't give a damn about that. Otherwise, I think Cody Rhodes' run has just been, and Brandy is such a compliment to that act. She's great. That whole act is is very eighties NWA, and even with Marty Skrull and doing the whole hugging on the outside, and you know he's such a he's such a. a knucklehead in terms of being a heel that that whole thing is quite good do you have do you have time to go into uh ronda or are we uh yeah sure what did you think of this whole debacle what on debacle? ESPN? the espn the espn press junket at some point she has to get over the fact that people are going to ask her about getting beaten in mma and all she has to say is i've moved on i took it very hard at the time but i've moved on since then even if she hasn't really moved on. She's moved on professionally, but it, it's clear that emotionally she is not. Yeah, I I view a lot of this as a failure of WWE's media relations team to put too much faith in the fact that Ronda's done media for UFC before because this is not the same Ronda Rousey. This is This is not MMA trying to sell wolf tickets, Ronda Rousey. This is smiling, happy personality, type of ronda rousey trying to sell the crossover audience hey wouldn't you love to watch wrestlemania this this next weekend you know it's jimmy kimmel live it's not uh, except it's with sports reporters who don't like professional wrestling and who barely like mma and and who spent hours after her second loss saying she was done so so you had to know someone had to know that this is going to be the situation. And someone had to, they need to work on prepping her a lot more to take those questions with a smile, swallow it, kind of, you know, have F you in her eyes, but still, you know, with the crap eating gun. Look, I'm just really happy to have moved on with my life right now. I can tell you, I've covered Ronda Rousey for years. And depending on what media day it is and what what she had to eat and what kind of weight cut she's going through, and this goes for any MMA fighter. You don't know which one you're going to get, but Ronda to an extreme degree and 
you know, maybe maybe it dates back. I mean, she didn't learn to talk until a late age. She had right. a bit of a disorder or something. So her words mean something to her. She doesn't like to waste her time. So when somebody gets on there and says, could you go back in time and fight? She's like, the hell are you talking about? I'm not a time traveler. That was a clear goal. Yeah. The, the Max Kellerman stuff. It's obvious she did, doesn't want to talk about that, but I mean, did they not screen it? Did she not care? But I mean, Max Kellerman, you know, he's got a show with Stephen A. Smith. And what does a Stephen A. Smith do? And what does a Max Kellerman do? They get on there in the morning. Max versus volume. They 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 take takes and they do pro wrestling. That's all they do. That's their that's their shtick. I'm gonna take the pro side, you take the anti side, and we'll go at it. Hey, I'll put it like this. Fabulous Moolah's daughter messaged me on Facebook last week. Transcripts up on Fightful.com. Read it. I didn't expect that conversation to be a pleasant one. It wasn't. Sometimes you have to answer for the things that you say on screen. That's one of the things that, that I had to do. Didn't look like Max Kellerman was ready to do that. Uh, all due respect to him because the thing is, he's had to for years and years and years. He's one of the leading voices in boxing. And yeah. I think he's I think he's one of the best ones. He That's is. He is. Friend. And. The other thing is, I think I think WWE miscalculated how co-opted ESPN is still to them because they're not anymore. They don't do the weekly sit downs with a talent, et cetera, et cetera. They 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 overestimated this. They should have set some parameters on the interview. You can. Yeah. And of course, it'd be hard to say you can't talk about MMA to a sports channel. Maybe this wasn't the outlet they should have gone to. Yeah. And. You know, WWE loves their ESPN, though. Yeah. They love it. They really do. But I don't know. Maybe have have personality or brief them. or I, I don't know how the setup you is. You can practice for, for half hour in a hotel room. You know, here's the types of questions you could expect. Somebody may throw you a curveball. How are you going to react? But I think, again, I think they put a lot of faith in the fact that, oh, she's done media for major pay-per-views but she's not the same personality that they're no. trying to market in Here, WWE. Here's something that they, they should remember. She didn't do it for her last fight. And that mm-hmm. was the condition on her coming back and doing that fight was that she didn't do media. Right. And it's, it's just, oh, man, this is a different game than, than, than pure sports. It, it's you're selling a product. So be a salesperson. She's got to put her working boots on. Mm-hmm. She's got to go into work mode. With stuff like that. When I do indie shows and I cut promos, I'm not cutting promos as Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com. I'm, I'm cutting a promo as a character. I'm selling something. I'm trying to get somebody there again. Like, it's different. If she's Ronda Rousey, miserable, not happy about her MMA career, Ronda, well, on WWE TV, she's happy, smiling, trying to make sure everybody knows that she's ready to be there and is ready to earn respect, Ronda Rousey. WWE fans saw those interviews today. What do yeah. you think that that portrays to them? I think I'm I'm going to speculate here. I'd be a bit worried about the investment. Um, and I think they're probably going to have to turn her heel. Hey, when we broke that news of fight uh, on Fightful.com last August, we said there was no plan firmly in order. They wanted to make sure that she got some training in and that she understood what she was getting into before they committed to anything. She's and, miscast. She's miscast in this role. And that's, and let me tell that's you, there, there's stuff that I can't reveal right now, but that investment is about to get a lot more investy. 
Uh, it's about to get a lot more investy. So we'll see that. But yeah, I just, I love the idea of Ronda Rousey. You've had some people saying, mm-hmm. oh, her physical interactions have sucked. No, she did a throw to Dana Brooke that wrestling fans hadn't seen before. Last night sucked. Last yeah. night's physical interaction was bad. The ones with Stephanie, the two with Triple H in her past, thought those were great. Uh, the Dana Brooke one I thought was uh, very good too, but I, I wouldn't do that suplex anymore, especially to a Dana Brooke who might not know how to take it very well, but it was just a judo move. Hot dog, there we go. What you got going on this week, Jeffrey? Rob McCarron is currently in Chicago for work. So this week on Shake the Rumps is going to be the return of one Chris Novembrino and possibly... Nice possibly special guest star rich Kreich of the voices of wrestling flag if he can if he can do it because i think joe is out of town getting married uh this week so um so yeah we're gonna go over everything probably with a little bit more seriousness than when rob's in town but it'll still be thorough um and uh you know a lot about raw which was a which had a lot in it uh a lot more about this smackdown a lot more about ronda see what happens uh the next couple days with her Stone Osborne in the chat says SRS's wrestling gimmick is Sean Ross Clot, a Kentucky Jamaican. It was, it was a fine effort. I was Stone, I appreciate you. Uh, tomorrow, well, Wednesday on the list and your boy, Joey Janella will appear on the show. Nice. Uh, that full interview is something to behold. In the full interview, he tells me about how Gilbert got drunk and no-showed Janela's spring break. How he, <laughs> what, yeah. he okay. got drunk with Barry Hardy. <laughs> and how he feared that Errol Hebner would also get drunk and no-show the show. He says that Dink was an asshole, that Glacier wouldn't put him over. Mm-hmm. He really takes Flo Slam to task. Uh, I also try to convince him during that interview to fight Matt Riddle for real. Because Matt Riddle has not made time for an interview. It is worth a listen. It is a good one. I also have Luke Hawks, who's running the Wildcat show. He's coming up. His interview is available on uh, the YouTube at youtube.com slash Fightful. This weekend, alternate commentary podcast, myself and Anna, we're talking Raven versus Big Show versus Kane, WrestleMania 17, an underrated classic. And I actually interviewed Raven in anticipation for this several months ago. So that was a lot of fun. We have exclusives about uh, Jesse Vargas. Tons of, tons of UFC exclusives. Also this weekend, um, a Wikipedia fact check with former UFC title challenger and Bellator fighter Michael Mayday McDonald. And I'm releasing shoot interviews with Colt Cabana, Alex Riley, and Dave Lagana. Those will be worth a watch as well. My God, tons of stuff. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. We are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.